How's it going out there, everybody? Tonight I have Dave Kerr on here, and we will be discussing some Bloody Summer Camp and, of course, discussing this Indiegogo for Bloody Summer Camp 2, Red Horizon. You guys should be uh, definitely checking it out. I hope you guys saw the you – know, <coughs> excuse me, wow. I hope you guys saw the first Bloody Summer Camp movie, which I did watch. I was just re-watching it again, and that's just such a fun freaking time, man. That movie is such a fun camp slasher. You guys just – Fan service. Fan service with that. Yeah, well, that's what we were going for. You know, we wanted to make a film that that uh, paid homage to all the 80s films that we love. So I love that. I love that. And then to for the sequel to be coming, I'm just like, oh, shit, this is. Yes. Yes. I love the mask for it, which we just saw a minute ago. And was that something that you had like when you were making the first one? Was that something you had in mind? Like. I want to make two of these or I'm going to make two of these. No, um, very rarely do we go into it. Like I want to make more, but I mean, we always, that's, that's always an option. And, and I think partially through filming it, we toyed with the idea and, you know, when we were never against it, but you know, it was more of a, Oh, it'd be cool if we did this. But um, when we wrapped up the first one, it wasn't, with the intention of we're definitely making a sequel. What brought upon the sequel? Um, just because, you know, like I said, when we finished it, we were always willing to do it. Okay. Going around ideas and it was basically a, you know, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how people react to it. If people want a sequel, we're definitely willing to do it. And over the years we had enough people that finally reached out to us saying, Hey, you should make a sequel. And so, you know, we, we finally figured they was, it was time to, to, to make a sequel and that we had gotten enough love from the first one to justify it. I like that, man. And I like, and just so you guys know, he is editing Slasher Nurse at, well, not right this second as we speak, but as we speak, as this Indiegogo is going, he was telling me that before we went live. So that's, I love how you got, you're, you're doing that. So you're working on, continue on a project as you're, you know, getting ready to work on another, which is just staying busy staying busy does that does that make it easier or does that make it easier or harder for you as far as like the script writing or is it just are they enough are they far, far enough apart to where it's not too much of a they're, they're far country. enough apart um yeah I, I finished the the script uh before i while while i was still waiting i, I was still waiting on some stuff with uh before i started editing slasher nurse mm-hmm. and while i was waiting on that that's when i finished the script for Blade Summer Camp. So it, it's kind of, um, everything has its own place. And um, yeah, I finished the script. And then, you know, while we're doing crowdfunding, you know, that doesn't really take a whole lot. Uh, and it gives me, still gives me plenty of time to, you know, to edit while we're crowded, crowdfunding. See, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that, it's smart though. Cause again, you're just kind of, knocking two things out at once and it's like i have to do this and i have to do this so yeah if i was editing, well. trying to do the filming that would be a little difficult do you have a so with directing do you have a what's what's your favorite and least favorite parts of directing <clears throat> mine let's say minus the whole crowdfunding part of it just as far as just the hands-on of it um as a writer i love being able to to direct because I love being able to see what I've written uh, come become real on screen. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really surreal to see that. Um, I don't like all the 
problems that come with it all the you know especially with indie filmmaking all the you know all the things that money would usually take care of but when it's yeah making it's jumping through a lot of heaps yeah but the, i'm sure it has to help in some ways as far as like okay now because this is what your fourth film right uh this, I think this is gonna be number six i believe six oh yeah. shit i'm way off oh wait i'm way off Flash Nurse was number five, and this will be number six. That's a, congratulations on that. Congratulations on that. But just, I'm sure I, I'm, but what I was getting at was, I'm sure you've learned, you know, certain things from movie one to movie six, like just those, those little headaches in between that you, even with the financial things, like, okay, I know we have to kind of do it this way because we don't have the, the yeah. finances to do that. It's definitely gotten easier from the first film, and that's kind of the reason why I wanted to make a second film after the first one was because I learned so much stuff about what not to do, what to avoid, what I should have done. And um, I wanted to take that knowledge yeah. and make a better film. And every film that we make, you know, we've learned how to, um, how to think on the go and how to work with changes and just kind of, you know, work with what we have. Okay. That's, that's another, <laughs> that's understandable with that too. That's understandable with that. What inspired the script for Bloody Summer Camp? Besides, I know the 80s and being a horror fan, but was it like a specific slasher in general? Like one specific slasher, like a Jason, or was it just... I'd, the, say, I know, I'd are, say it's definitely most inspired by the first Friday the 13th and Sleepaway Camp because the had the mystery of the who who done it type thing. You know, with Friday the 13th, the first one, you didn't know who the killer was, you know? Mm-hmm. And also, you know, being the first week of camp, I mean, that that was more or less a necessity for us because we couldn't work around kids. There was just too much. That was too much of a liability. But that kind of mirrored the first uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. Ready, and then the rest of it kind of mirrors uh, Sleepaway Camp with, um, you know, with a lot of the similarities with the cook and everything. But they were all purposely inspired. You know, they were things that we wanted to do to give nods to those films that inspired us. I like that. I like that. And I love how, I love how, um, first of all, just the comedy and it was just great. The great, the stereotypes, everything like the one scene that had me laughing so hard is the, the guy comes up covered in blood with the knife. The cop just like, Oh, we'll figure out if no one comes and claim, we'll give it back to you. The brother comes around. <laughs> Stay still. Or whatever. I was laughing so hard. I, I forgot that scene happened. And then when it happened again, I was like, oh, man, yes. I forgot all about this. <laughs> that was supposed to be just a, a, a after credit scene. Um, you know, we, we had Dave Sheridan coming in, and we just, we once we had Dave Sheridan, we knew that we had that comedy element. You know, yeah. We advantage of it. And uh, I wrote that scene to be an after credit scene, but I was like, man, this scene's too good just to be after credits. We need to put this in the actual, in the actual film. And uh, it was hilarious. Most of that stuff that that came out, like it was ad libbed by Dave Sheridan, like uh, and like a lot of the references and stuff. We had to kind of like check it to make sure, like, is he just throwing these out there? Did, did he actually look at the timelines of these? You know, and they were all yeah. pre nineteen eighty six, so he did his homework. That's awesome. That that's really cool. And that, like just scenes, I love the little comment, the the scenes like that that just jump out to. That was one of them. And I love Mike's character was just his character is funny because he's just so like nonchalant and just I'm like, come on, come on, just 
punch the dude in the face, something. But he just, like, when he got pushed in the water, I felt bad for him. I'm like, get up and throw him in the water. Do something to him, man. <laughs> yeah, his character's pushed over. Um, I, I, his character was partially inspired by Mike. Uh, you know, I had the idea for where I was going to put Mike. And then when I met Mike and, you know, his just really energetic personality, I was like, okay, I can work with this. I'm going to take his personality. I'm basically going to fucking amplify it. Mm-hmm. And make this really fucking go-getter guy, kind of like a SpongeBob where fucking, you know, he's just so happy that everyone hates him for it, you know? Yeah, which and also, and also uh, not a lot of people know this, but it's it's not that big of a deal. I, uh, the whole thing with the sheriff, the sheriff that scene that you were talking about, that actually plays into the sequel because I don't know if you've seen that uh, Sado is coming back as the sheriff mm-hmm. is because uh, Sheridan got fired for uh, racism and negligence. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's, but, that's a fun tieback. We still, we still, uh, we still might. I mean, we'd love to get Sheridan back. We haven't talked to him at all, um, but you know, I'm, I'm sure we could find. Even if he's not the sheriff, I'm sure we could find a way to get him in. Um, if not him, we definitely want to get more than just Fliss in. You know, we had to get Fliss, and we felt like that was necessary. You know, like um, we'll have strat goals where we'll hopefully bring in other horror celebrities. We would love to get Sheridan if we can. If we can, you know, mm-hmm. if on to come back and, and we can, you know, work it out, then, you know, we'll try to get them in there. But, you know, like I said, if not, we have other horror celeb- celebrities in mind that we'd love to work with. I like that a lot, man. I like that a lot. <clears throat> now, what, what, how does that, how does that process work as far as getting celebrities for that? You reaching out and for your, for your independent films? It's like shooting fish in a barrel. Well, really? back i guess it's really just reaching out and see what bites we we kind of talk and we talked about first off we you know we figure out what characters we'd like to see a celebrity in and Mm -hmm. then kind of talk about who we think would fit for that character kind of like a uh you know dream list yeah and then then we uh we go down the list and and start reaching out to people and, and seeing you know there's different ways to reach out to people um and sometimes it's through their manager. Sometimes we can reach out to them directly. And, uh, you know, we just reach out to them and, and see, you know, who's interested. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to pull up your um, Indiegogo to show off some of these perks and all that good stuff that you guys got going on over here. 6,400 already. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's awesome right there, man. I think that broke a record for us. Uh, I don't remember. I know. No, we we raised money for Slash Nurse really fast, but I don't think we raised this first day. Congratulations on that! Congratulations on that! That's that's awesome. And there's still thirty days left. It just kicked off today. Just kicked off today. That's amazing. Forty two percent funded. Is this something we can play on the live? What's that? Is this something right here we can play on the live? The um uh, Slash Your Nurse video. For... Talking about the film. Um, okay. Yeah, we didn't do a pitch trailer. It's just uh, it's me talking about the film, and it cuts between uh, scenes from a uh, bloody summer camp, just showing people the original. Okay. Go down to these perks. Like, I seen that you guys had a dollar perk. Donate to help. Just yeah, one. That's all up for today because what we're doing is we're trying to you know it's really important to get um, 
trending on day one. Okay. A lot of that has to do with how many contributions you get. So even if it's a dollar, yeah, if we get 40, 50 contributions, you know, that, that gets you trending on Indiegogo. There you go. That's all. That's, that's good to know right there. But so just, just $1, let's get them trending. Let's get this going. Special canteen, a special thanks, 10 bucks. Limited edition DVD. And I know the Blu-ray is right under because I was looking at it earlier and I'm probably going to end up grabbing it because Blu-rays are my favorite perks. Yeah. Blu-rays are my favorite perks. I love, I love physical media. And then just with streaming where things are up for one minute, you buy it, <laughs> they take it down when they want to. and Right. Or edit you know, it, edit yeah. out. And all these prices too, they're day one prices. All these are the cheapest. You're probably going to be able to get the perks. So is, um, all these perks are, are discounted right now. <clears throat> for day one, yeah, 20, 12% off for shirts. Listen, guys, you got to go check this out. And again, if you haven't seen Bloody Summer Camp 1, you're missing out. That is a great, fun horror comedy slasher. And it's 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 a horror comedy, but it's not it's not like one of those where it's like <clears throat> overly comical. I'm not saying it's not funny, but it's not overly comical to where it's not a horror film. It still feels like a horror film with the comedy aspects in it. And I, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I hope you guys check it out and enjoy it. Yeah, it's on platforms. It's on Tubi. It's on Amazon, Voodoo, iTunes. And you can get it on Blu-ray. Yep. And DVD off of there, which I'll show you guys in a minute, their website as well. Oh, and or cast sign or 225. Yeah, those were really popular with our first crowdfunder. Um, we sold out of them. Uh, really? Nice. Yeah, like five of them, and we sold out of them. Nice. Really popular, so we brought them back for this one. 225. Camp sign. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's a new that we're doing. Um, the the wooden uh, camp sign. Someone asked for that, so we went ahead and. and that's uh, a nice sign. Yeah. Camp Red Horizon. Everyone, I'm hoping to get one in uh, very soon, so I can show it off to people. Associate producer. <laughs> Executive producer. Solo credit executive producer. Oh, Felissa Rose. I love Felissa. Oh my God. She's she's the best, man. Felissa Rose. Yep. We we've had her in every film since Blaze Summer Camp so far. You know, we've had her in um uh Blaze Summer Camp go away slash a nurse and now she's returning for for Blaze Summer Camp too. Awesome. I just grabbed this Blu-ray earlier today. <laughs> Hell yeah. That slasher nurse, return to slasher nurse. But look, you can go right here and get Bloody Summer Camp right now. Signed. Signed. Yep. For 28 bucks. I have a few of those left, too. Because, uh, you know, some cast members, uh, some of the cast members live in Georgia now. Some of the cast members live in Canada. So it's become mm. a little, uh, Jersey. But uh, we have to. So do you, do you go to cons and stuff a lot? We used to. I still might hit up one or two. We, man, at one point, I think we hit like seven or eight cons in one year. But it was, we were, we were doing good. And then all of a sudden, like after COVID, we started losing money. 
And um, if we can't at least break even, you know, if we break even, then it's worth it just to promote. But yeah, started losing money, so I um, I pulled back my appearances to focus more on just filmmaking. And um, we we might hit a couple later this year, but it, nothing's confirmed yet. Okay, yeah, because I'm I'm gonna ask that was like how that works for for the indie scene when it comes to, for filmmakers. Like how how well does that work for you guys? How well does that help for you guys with not only promotion but yeah, again, with financially because you have to pay the first spot and pay to be you know. Oh yeah, the money it takes to be in there. Dude, and dude, the the price of, of of tables is fucking ridiculous. Which I mean, I get it. I'm not saying it's not worth it, but you know, like spend like four hundred dollars on a table. Yeah. And if it's, you know, if it's a six hour drive, you know, you're staying down in the hotel, you know, yep. you're at like $700 to recoup. And uh, one convention, uh, at that one point, like I said, we, we, we actually did good. You know, we came out with the profit, went back to that same convention the next year and we lost like 300 bucks. Wow. So, so it's just, yeah, it's I think one of those gambles, I guess. Right. It was it was like everyone that we talked about is like oh is it streaming oh is it streaming and we just could we just could not solve this physical media at all. Mm. Yeah. I, I don't think people understand how important physical media really is. It's one of those things that it's going to be you know after, once it's gone and then everyone's be like oh I remember back when you could yeah. get which I mean there I'm sure there'll always just like records there always be someone putting out some form of physical but there's gonna be a lot of your favorite films you know are yeah. available i know there's uh i've seen uh some filmmakers uh with distribution contracts and they're like their contract they their distributor isn't even offering physical it's just for streaming so you know you could end up at a point where you don't even have the option of getting a physical media of your of your favorite film, and then if they decide to edit it or you know cr- cut something out because next year this is now offensive, you know, yeah. and then get out of your film, which is just oh my god, that would piss me off. Yeah. That would piss me off. It's and the funny thing is, I've seen it with um. There's a movie on Netflix. I think it was called Host. Really good horror movie, or no, ho- not Host. Sorry, Hush. It's uh, not on Netflix anymore, and it's I don't think it's anywhere. I think it was one, I th- I, if I'm not mistaken, it was a Netflix or original film. I could be wrong about that, but I'm just, just that right there. Now, it's like, how the hell am I supposed <laughs> The problem with that is, is like, let's say if, if you were to sign a contract with Netflix and they're your distributor, mm-hmm. if film, then you're fucked. You, I mean, they're, they're under contract. They can do what they want with it. Someone can buy my film. And decide not to fuck show it at all, you know. Then that's actually happened to distributor uh, to uh, filmmakers. Uh, some indie filmmakers signed a contract with a distributor, and you know, stories where they're like, you know, they've had my film for over a year, and they they haven't released it. And I can't do anything because you know I have a contract with them. That's crazy. Yeah. How does that even like? How does that? I'm like, oh my god! Like you listen, well, to- you 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 would need something in your contract saying that if you don't do something with this film by this amount of time, they reverse back to the original, you know, because yeah, thing if they pay you for it, but I like, this is Uh-oh. sorry about that. This is one of those things where they're, they're, you know, sign a contract saying they'll give you a portion of the profits and then they're holding it for a year and not even making profits. So, you know, they've got the film and they ain't paying you shit for it. 
So this and this, I, I love that you're saying all this though too, because it's very important for people, especially in the indie scene, that they need to hear this and learn about this. And, yeah, I can hear you and do the research. Hey there. Oh. Yeah, I can hear you. Can you still hear me? Oh. You good? That the script? Uh oh. See if he comes back. I think he's having some uh, internet trouble or phone trouble. Let me see where he is. One. There he is. Yeah, sorry about that, man. All good, man. All good. An alarm went off on my phone and it just fucked everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Now I'm trying to figure out how to flip my phone around. <laughs> flip the camera thing? Yeah. I'm not sure where it is for that on Restream. I think I found it. Okay. Yeah, oh, we're there good. we go. Yeah. Damn, my fucking alarm just fucked everything. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, you know, it's just a, it's a bad situation when you found a bad contract. It's all is what it is. Yeah. No, I was gonna say it was, it was cool you were saying that because I've I've never heard of that with the whole. I mean, I'm not a film creator, so I don't know that. But just for other filmmakers out there, like pay attention to what you sign for that. Oh yeah, with the distributing uh, and, and all that. And one thing that you should always know is every contract is negotiable. Is negotiable. You don't have to accept what they give you right out. You can you can request changes. You can request. You know, anything you want. And they'll either say yes or they'll say no. You know, don't mm -hmm. just blindly sign the contract. So with all that said, though, it's not really a big pain in the ass as far as getting your stuff on streaming minus, you know, the deals with the contracts and all that. Or It depends what route you go. Uh, I mean, there's like places like Film Hub, mm -hmm. um, which is a thing where, you know, they'll it's basically they put it out to like online market for all these streaming sites to to look at your film and decide whether they want it or not you know it's yeah. kind of like put your film in an online shopping mall and then, you know the streamers come around and, and decide whether they want it or not um that's okay um i don't i haven't really dealt with them because the only thing i've dealt with them through was was it was um out of this country for like uh europe and stuff because my okay contract is through gravitas ventures so they have north american rights mm -hmm. i haven't dealt with like tubi or anything like that through you know film hub i've just dealt with these and i, I really with through film hub i get pennies um for profits but like i said that's like germany yeah. you know yeah but um <clears throat> it's a little bit of a pain in the ass to put it on there because you got to get uh, subtitles, and then you have to have artwork that fits a certain. It just it just takes time, but anyone can do it. And then same for Amazon Prime. Uh, you mm -hmm. don't need a distributor to get, to get your film on Amazon. You know you can submit it yourself. Again, it's kind of a pain in the ass because you have to have subtitles and everything else. But uh, you can do it yourself. And 
But uh, for Bloody Summer Camp, we went through a distributor, Gravitas Adventures, um, and, you know, we just had to get them certain things to it. It really, I, it's really the same thing wherever you go. You just have to get them a, a bunch of things. You have to get them pictures, trailers, and um, all that stuff. But it's a little bit of work. <clears throat> but again, again, it's probably one of those things that because you have experience with it, it gets it gets a little easier at the very least. It does. I'd say uh, what I went through with Gravitas because it was my first time. Because uh, I dealt with uh, smaller, way smaller distributors. So when, when I went through Gravitas, all the things they needed, uh, it was really overwhelming for me because I'd never done it before. Um, if we go through Gravitas or a similar distributor for Go Away, um, I'll be a little bit more, it'll be a little bit easier for me because I know what I'm getting into and what they need. And I already, I've already actually started a folder of gathering the things that they're going to be requesting from me, you know, because, you know, with experience. Yeah. <clears throat> now, my couple more questions. And one I want to ask you right now is why should people go and back bloody summer camp too? Besides the fact that the first movie was freaking awesome. And, uh, I'm about to go back it up this damn interview and Dave gets his shit done. He puts his shit out. You're not going to get screwed over. I can promise you that. Well, yes, because of just, I've gotten movies from them <laughs> and they came out and they're awesome. Yeah. They're I mean, awesome. We, we just released uh, go away you know, a few months ago. It's not out publicly yet, but every perk for go away has been fulfilled. Everyone's gotten their, their copy of the film. Yeah. Uh, and you know, then we we've got slashers, and you know, shit. I think half the perks for slashers already fulfilled. Everyone's gotten their T-shirts and everything else. And um, you know, you when when these films will be out to the public, you know, who knows? It it, it depends on when I have time. It depends on you know how long it takes to find a distributor. But when are you going to get it as a backer? As soon as it's fucking done, and yeah. that's Go away. People are still waiting for the release of Go Away publicly, but the backers got their film back in September and October. Damn right. I have two, maybe three of them. And the funny thing, the reason why I have, I have two. I think I have three though. The reason why I have three, if I do have three, is because I remember ordering two. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna get one for myself, and then one. I'm going to Carolina Fear Festival, and I'm, well, I'm at the Scene Slime Stable. Can do some fun giveaways with some stuff I got there. But I believe, yeah, so I believe I got three. So if that's the case, I'll have two to give away out there. So boom. But listen, go back that. Go back them. Like these, he's someone that, like I said, he gets his stuff out there. They fulfill the perks. And another good thing about doing or getting these perks and saying you're backing for the film, you're getting the Blu-ray, the DVD, you're going to have it before everybody else. You're going to have it before it hits the stream. You're going to have it before it hits the distributors, like he was just saying. Way before that. That's way better than VIP. Like VIP, you just get first in line. This, you get it like months, maybe even a year ahead of time, possibly, depending on, I don't know how that distributing stuff works, but you get it ahead of time. Yeah. <laughs> go away. It's, it's at least six, they got at least six months before it came out. Yeah. Um, but the, yeah. other, the other two reasons that you should contribute through uh, Crowdfunder is for one, a lot of the times our versions that we give out, as, so far as every time, our version of films that we give out through our crowdfunder are different from the versions that you get through distributors. Ooh. Um, it's usually a longer cut 
It's got different artwork, and a lot of times it has special features that the one that gets distributed doesn't have. So that's one bonus. The second bonus is if you were to wait till the movie's out and buy it, your $30, $40 that you pay for it goes in someone's pocket. Mm-hmm. If you buy it on our crowdfunder, your $30, $40 goes into that film. It makes the film that you are buying $30 to $40 better. Every dollar that you spend on our crowdfunder buying a perk or buying a movie, you are putting money into, you're investing money into the product that you're buying and you are making the film a better film. You know, we, we were slashing us. We only set out for, to do like a $20,000 film and we raised $70,000. That's amazing. Well, yeah, those people that get, that, you know, contributed that money to us just made that movie that they're getting a whole hell of a lot better. And see, and for me as a fan of that stuff, it feels good to be, it feels cool to be a part of that. Like I've got to back a horror movie. Like I've been a horror fan since I was five years old. I actually, I got to actually back a horror movie, not just go out and buy one. Yes, that's cool. But no, I got to back one. That's, that's a whole nother thing. That's like a whole nother, like, you know what I mean? Like I'm a part of it. Even do we, you know, we even got perks where you can have your picture in the film. You could have your, one of the characters could be named after you. Yeah, they could have your name there. So not only do you get to back a horror film and say, holy shit, I helped make this film, but we also have perks where you can actually be a part of the film. You know, you can have your picture in the film. I mean, you know, that's, uh, that's something that you get out of independent films that you don't get out of the you know, big studio films. At all. At all. And I, again, that's, that's awesome, you guys. I love that you guys do that. I love that you guys do that. Just because, again, as a fan, it's like, it feels good to be a part of this. Like, I got to help. Yeah, I wasn't on set, <laughs> but I got to help. I got to help create this movie in one way or another. Yeah. And, but uh, listen, people. Back this movie. Check it out. Go watch Bloody Summer Camp on Tubi right now. It is a fun freaking film. Have a good time with it. And uh, I'll see you in your nightmares. Peace. And dang it. There we go.